0: Hi, uh welcome to episode nine of Coffee Pods and Wads. Uh this week's episode is with uh Tommy Marquez and Sean Woodland from Talking Elite Fitness. Uh that's a sentence I never thought I'd say, but look, it's great. The lads uh for some reason agreed to come on. Um so we they gave up a couple of hours at a time, which I really appreciated. Um we're actually going to split the episode into two parts. So there'll be part one will be this week um, and then part two will be in two weeks time for episode 11 and then sandwiched in between will be a big juicy lump of Tim Paulson. Uh, so if you have any questions for Tim, I'm recording that tomorrow, Thursday. So you can send me a DM on Instagram if you have a question that you'd like to ask uh, or you can email, if you're not on Instagram, you can email wads at gmail.com. Uh we're also on Patreon, um Patreon.com forward slash coffee pods and wads. You can set up a monthly payment thing, uh, any amount you want, but there's there's set things there of five or ten or whatever. Um but if you don't want to give it all the time, if you just want to give it one off, you can set up a payment and then cancel it. Uh, it's not a contract or anything, there's no like commission or anything like that. Um I'm conscious of like sounding like I'm begging when I bring that up but I suppose if I don't mention it people might not know it's there and if someone feels like giving a bit they can if you're not there's no pressure it just might help get a bit of equipment or improve equipment that I have or make getting travelling to interviews a bit easier but yeah there's no pressure so don't feel God. awkward about it or anything um, yeah so Sean and Tommy gave up a couple of hours um, this first episode they're going to talk a bit about how they got started with the podcast Um their first episode after they left uh, CrossFit HQ Um, we got a great response to last week's episode with Niall Um, that's still up uh, on all the usual platforms there's seven other episodes for you to listen to really appreciate all the feedback genuinely makes my week like every Wednesday Thursday, Friday when I get these messages dribbling in it just makes me feel great great about it Um, makes it all worthwhile so please uh, keep sending me messages really appreciate it um, anything I can do to help? If you want to promote something or you know anything like that, uh, give me a shout on Instagram. I'm always available. Um, yeah, thanks. Hope you enjoy the episode. And thanks again to Sean and Tommy for coming on and doing it. Okay, so thanks for coming on. I really appreciate this. This is uh, I've had a lot of nervous peas in the run for this. One. <laughs> <laughs> We're happy to do it. It's great. Um, I suppose the podcast is coffee pods and wads so usually i start off talking a bit about coffee first Mm -hmm. Actually, Um, yeah tommy's rocking it that's a big mug man mm -hmm. well it is yeah um do you guys drink
1: a lot of coffee or i have i drink about i guess what you would call two cups a day okay um i have a my wife bought one of those it's not a it's a nescafe thing that you put the the pot in nespresso yeah. yeah You make like it makes you know you can make one cup or or two and, yeah I have one in the morning and then maybe one in the afternoon and, and that's about it yeah uh, but I definitely I used to be a person that like I didn't care like just give me the coffee didn't care about the quality you remember know, at work I just, yeah. I'd go to the old cheap curing thing and get the coffee and everyone mm-hmm. else was doing the drip <laughs> now I understand the difference between good and bad coffee so I'm trying to do more of the good stuff uh, than the bad stuff quality certainly matters
2: <laughs> yeah and uh, I mean, it's interesting I feel like because. And actually after spending some time overseas the i guess what you would tip call a typical american cup of coffee isn't always so common it's like you know overseas everything's more espresso based yeah so it's yeah yes it's it's an americano or you know it's a different yeah it's another it's another (laughs) espresso drink and even then like a lot of times like if you know they'll give you a I'll see like it's called like a long black or something like that. It's very similar where it's like what we would consider our normal cup of coffee, like a brewed coffee here in yeah. the United States. Uh, I'm probably with Sean. I'm uh, about two cups a day. Um, before I started working at HQ, I was in the same boat. Um, I would just drink whatever the pot of coffee that came out of either my parents' house or what we had going in college, yeah. which was just like, let's grab beans from the local grocery store. <laughs> yeah. And then... Working at CrossFit like almost forced you to become kind of a coffee nerd because we had this epic setup with a bunch of different uh, Melitta pour overs and Hario V60 pour overs. With um, we had it, one of the full like one of the the cold brew brewers that looked like a chemistry set. I think it's a Japanese brand. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, we had beans from all the local roasters, and we have two really good ones here in Santa Cruz: Verve Coffee and Cat and Cloud. Yeah, Verb. I've heard
0: of Verb. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Cat and Cloud is actually part was is a split off of Verb. Some of the original uh, owners, I guess, um, opened up a shop. And then we also ha- we also had a subscription to all like the best roasteries in like California too. So we're getting oh, all these. Yeah, we got like Phils. We got uh, Sight Glass. We're getting uh, intelligentsia. We're getting all these different famous roasters in the West Coast. We're getting coffee. So it was like you kind of have to like figure it out because if you walk into the break room and
0: you're not the one that like knows what's up you kind of get shaved so, yeah there, uh, does, there does seem to be like a link between being a coffee snob and being interested in crossfit
2: yeah it's kind of like you know i like to, i like it i'd like to think it's because you know we like the finer things in life yeah, yeah. Or the, like make you happy um
0: it's probably because make- you've, you've cut so much other stuff that other people have you you've already lost so much joy from like cake and stuff that it's like i'll oh, just drink coffee it's nice I need something to fill the void. Yeah, yeah. It must be a good way to decompress, though, especially because, like, say, with all the travel you guys do around, even just internally around the States, but then, I mean, you're going to Dublin, Dubai, you know, you're all over. It must be nice to just have that, to be able to say, like, Joe, I'm just going to go and grab a coffee and sit down for 10 minutes, like...
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think
0: yeah, you get it a lot worse. Tommy does a lot more
1: travel than than I do. I got a busy month coming up. But, yeah, it's nice to just sit down and be bored. Yeah. And my wife gets on me all the time for just being so slow. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> because when I don't have to, when I have a deadline and I have to be someplace, because in our jobs, you know, 9 a.m. means 9 a.m. It doesn't mean 901 It doesn't mean, yeah. you know, 9 a.m. in five seconds. It means, you know, 8 45. Mm-hmm. When I'm not on a schedule, I'm going to take my time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lollygag through my morning coffee and my breakfast and the whole nine yards and, yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah,
2: and, and especially on the road, it's a nice, it's a nice, uh, like it's like a reset, almost kind of checkpoint, something you can look forward to as like yeah. eat your a a little bit of slice of home, you know, like I can stop, have my morning coffee, reset to my routine. Or I like to think of it, especially overseas, when you're um, like, for example, in the last month, I've been in three different countries on three different continents. Yeah, uh, it's been a nice. Uh, uh, very similar to how like going out for a drink is at night. It's a very good social lubricant. Yeah. So, Hey, let's all go grab a cup, cup of coffee. Let's hear more about you. Talk, talk to it, whether it's an athlete or an event organizer, it's something that is familiar to everybody. So it's a very common ground to, uh, (laughs) to use a, a, well done. Yeah. To use (laughs) a little pun there, a coffee putt. But, uh, yeah, and and then and that way it's it's almost kind of an avenue for everybody to kind of uh, get to know each other or you know kickstart whatever relationship we might have for that week. Yeah,
1: yeah, I found that I've actually discovered stuff that I didn't know I liked mm-hmm. because yeah. you know they might not have what I'm used to at home, mm-hmm. so I try something like ah, oh, this is really good. I'll drink yeah. this from now on. So yeah, it's always there's, been
0: there's it. very few cafes you go to that have a pod machine. In fairness, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's funny.
2: We actually uh, so one of the things it's it's. Become more of a thing in the states, I would say, in the last four or five years. Um, but it's very popular in Australia. A flat white—that's what oh. I had. Yeah, I had. In yeah, yeah, the flat right. white. Fantastic. My surname and, is
0: White, so if I ever start a cafe, <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> and, and it's funny because all of, a bunch of the—I was just in Dubai, and a bunch of the media team, a bunch of the guys down in the pit running cameras and stuff like that. We all kind of like bonded over flat whites. Yeah. Um, and so every time one of us would be going to the you know the coffee shop around the corner everyone would be joking that we were going to get a bunch of flatties, uh, <laughs> the o- Aussies started to call it. So it was yeah. like this kind of cool, like almost like bonding piece amongst all of us that like, you know, kind of helps build the relationship yeah. a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think flat whites as well, because they're the, it's like, a, it's a perfect mix between it's strong, but it's not too strong. It's milky, but there isn't too much milk. It doesn't take you too long to drink it. You get to really taste the coffee. Like, you know, lattes can be a bit much or, you know, that kind of way. It's nice. Yeah. It's a straight hit. It's like hooking it up to your veins. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you had to pick, then the best coffee you've ever had, or the best place you've ever had a coffee, because especially when you're so well traveled.
1: Ooh, I, I, the one that comes to mind for me, and I don't remember the name of the place, but it's in Columbus, and oh, Ohio, is it? Yes, right out, oh, yes. Right, American yeah. knowledge. Yeah, it's and I man, I wish I could remember the place, but Josh Gallegos, Joshy G, mm-hmm. took us there on a recommendation from Seth Rollins, who's a oh. huge coffee snob. Yeah and it was you know i'm i'm kind of a for lack of a better term like a frou-frou coffee guy like mm-hmm. i like my white mochas and mm-hmm. i like you know so i ordered a white mocha and it was the greatest white mocha i've ever had in my life wow. and it just blew everything away that I, that i'm used to so yeah. i was like this is wow oh, i definitely got to go i got to because we're going to be back there for the invitational um i need to figure out what that place is go <laughs> go there again immediately yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's tough for me cuz i think atmosphere
2: and vibe goes a lot yeah, a long way to-
0: like or who you're with
2: yeah, exactly. So I, I, uh, I very much enjoyed. Gra- so there's a, a cat and cloud, which is an offshoot of Verve. Um, I, I very much enjoyed grab going down. They have a, a coffee shop here near the water. Hmm. And grab a coffee. You're on the cliffside near the beach. You can go, you know, grab whatever, grab your drink, and then walk down by the water. Um, I very much enjoyed uh, going to Stumptown Roasters in uh, Portland. Um, it's uh, it's there was one of them right downtown. It's near uh or it's it's right right next to Voodoo Donuts, which is a popular place. And I went during the wintertime and it had this very cool, like warm, welcoming vibe to it.
0: Yeah.
2: Um the only the other one I would say, and this is this is more so about the people, um, we do this trip to we we do this trip to Lake Powell in Arizona. It's this massive lake. We do houseboats. We usually get some good coffee for the boat. Yeah. I just like waking up in the morning, having a cup of coffee with our entire crew at the top of the boat as the sun's coming up. Uh, That's not necessarily any one brand. We usually make sure we get good beans. But that's like my favorite place to have a cup of coffee in the morning because it's like how
1: you start your day. And I have an awesome crew around us, and it's a good good vibe. There's a good place I've discovered in San Jose Boulevard Coffee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that that place is really good. So if anyone's ever in San Jose Bay Area, check out Boulevard Coffee. They're really good, too.
0: Like, to be fair, that lake in Arizona on the boat sounds like you could probably be drinking cat piss and it'd still be the best <laughs> coffee. Oh, oh, my gosh. That, that's
2: 100% true. But, that you know, uh, that's it's all about the people there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, You guys talk a lot about, uh, you know, Marvel and Star Wars and stuff on uh, your show. Like, have you... I haven't actually seen the new Star Wars movie yet because I just had a baby at, just before Christmas. All right, congratulations. So, oh wow, congrats. Congrats. Thanks very much. Um, So, yeah, my, like... I have a choice of like, oh, do you want to go see the Star Wars movie? Or do you want to go to the gym? So it's kind of like, oh, I better just keep going to the gym. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I will see it. But I, one thing I did get to see over the Christmas, thanks to my daughter just deciding that she doesn't sleep at night, I watched the whole series of The Mandalorian. Yes, uh, have you guys just, seen that I'm yet? The, or? So
1: three episodes. I've so seen it, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm through three episodes. Yeah. So
0: I, I waited. I waited. I, I, uh, you um,
2: wanted to binge? Yes. So my. So my... Fiance, my fiance and I wanted to watch it together. Also, my brother wanted to wait because I asked for uh, a Disney Plus uh, subscription with like Hulu, Hulu and ESPN for my, for a Christmas gift. Oh yeah, uh, and we, my whole like family and inner circle agreed that we would wait to watch it together once that was gift gifted to me. And then we would all, like, use the account. Yeah. So I'm three episodes in, Sean's finished it, and uh, I'm just ramping
0: up. <laughs> Jeez, it's so good. Like, I didn't know what to expect. Because, you know, it's, yeah. it, like, the trailers were, they really hyped you up and stuff. And, you, you know, when you see the Star Trooper helmet on the ground and stuff, you're like, oh, fuck, what goes on in this thing? And then <laughs> even first episode, you're kind of like, right, okay. And then, like, I mean baby yoda is like my new jesus like that's what christmas is about for me because he's just like just an amazing character like the whole like the concept always really good but i remember my wife came downstairs on uh christmas day morning and i'd watched like four episodes of something overnight uh because the baby wouldn't sleep and she was like oh like how is it or whatever and i was like i have a new god and his name is baby yoda it's just like christmas from now on is celebrating the birth of baby yoda
2: uh, we uh, we just went so last night my fiancé and I watched episode 2 and 3 and it was funny because they like they tease that he's force sensitive in the first mm. like beginning of the second mm. episode too when he like starts to walk up to him with the wound yeah, he and he brushes his hands. him off. yeah he's uh, like let him do it <laughs> and, and so like he's like the scene where he's fighting the mudhorn to get the egg for the yeah. Uh he's like the mudhorn's like lining up and he pulls the knife out and she's like my wa- my fiancé like doesn't really follow Star Wars as much, but she's getting really into this series. Yeah. She's like, "Oh my gosh, he's done!" I'm like, "No, he's not.
1: You can't kill the Mandalorian. You
2: can't." And like, yeah. and you know it's gonna come, and you just see the little green
1: yeah. green paw come up and just stop. I was like, "Yes, yeah. there we go. That's when it starts to launch." This is kind of what my whole feeling on the series. I thought it was real. I thought it was good until the final two episodes, and then I thought it became great. Same. I was, yeah. I, I was like, was like the slow kind of build. Mm-hmm. And then the final two episodes were fantastic.
0: Yeah, the, I, I, the, last, the, way, the last episode well, as finale's goal. That was
1: fitting away where they, you see the character with the, the thing and that's from something else that yeah. people oh. – it's really good, yeah. Uh, I, and I, then I, Iron I,
0: Man I, turns up and it turns into this whole big thing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep.
2: I, uh, I, I, it's funny because uh, in reading, like doing a little research before, a lot of people had some complaints about the pacing. But I've actually really enjoyed the yeah. slow pacing of it. I feel like right now, especially like because the Mandalorian, if you're to the casual Star Wars person who's just seen all the all the, all the movies that have been put out, mm-hmm. and maybe watched some comics and stuff like that, or read some of the books, um, there's a lot to be developed from the Mandalorian culture. I think um, that yeah. isn't public knowledge. So I think the pacing of it allows you to kind of dig in a little. So right. like, like when they present the Beskar steel, it's like oh, what is that? And then they talk touch on it a little bit. But the methodical pacing allows you. Kind I was of to impressed
1: dig in. when they brought that up. I mean, oh, yeah. I, they're going deep here. Yeah. This is awesome because that was stuff that was actually in the expanded universe books that I don't think they had talked about, unless because I didn't really watch the Clone Wars. But yeah, that had been mentioned. I'm like, oh, great, they're really going yeah. they're going into
2: this. They, they've they especially for like someone like my fiance who doesn't know hardly anything about Star Wars, she has been able to enjoy it because she's a
0: alla- It's allowed some time for processing. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, but it's giving you it's giving you the opportunity to get invested in the characters as well. Because you know, like if you've got a movie that's even 2 hours long you know you get a bit but like i think we saw it with the marvel movies that over the, like the, you know the, those movies are nearly like a tv series just each episode was what however long and you know you get that chance to be like god i really really like this character and it's the same with the mandalorian you're kind of you're seeing flashes of like you know humanity and goodness coming through and that you start liking him more and more and you know you're going to like him anyway because like boba fett was cool as shit like so you're going to you know you're going to warm to him anyway yeah, yeah. do you do you find it hard then when you know when you if you're doing say like the name of the podcast is talking elite fitness but then if you go and see a star wars movie or if something comes out do you find it hard not to like nerd out oh yeah yeah we could have done a whole episode like and i've had i've had a lot more thoughts on the final star
1: wars movie since i saw it uh and i could talk for hours about this stuff um because it is it's fun yeah not that the other stuff isn't fun yeah uh but when you have a chance to kind of do something different um, and that it's something that you're really into, like you get very passionate about it. You don't want to shut up.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, I think that we try to sprinkle in some pop culture stuff and things that people are talking about in our podcast mm-hmm. without going overboard because obviously I think people come to us for the more of the, the CrossFit stuff, but you know, we just try to make it like we're friends hanging around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talking th- about different stuff.
2: And I think that having, having little bits of that is important. Uh, we kind of had a, uh, a stark realization of, if you will, Earlier this past year, we did a CrossFit WrestleMania episode <laughs> uh, where we're huge uh, pro wrestling fans. And it, it became a huge success as an episode. We got a ton of engagement, and people who had no interest in wrestling yeah. were super engaged with that in submitting uh, the fan submitted feedback that we asked for just because they could tell we really enjoyed it and we, yeah. we, were, we were really passionately involved with it. And so I think more important than anything else, us being able to maintain that certain level um, of, what, of, of passion and excitement, um, which is also authentic, yeah. uh, is, is really important. So to let little pieces of what makes us us um, as hosts bleed over into the podcast is extremely important. It's like for the same reason. It's almost character development. Not to call yeah. ourselves characters, but if we want people to be invested in the product that we're providing – and be, uh, they also have need to have an understanding of who's providing it to them. Yeah, you need and, to be human, like you know, like the person behind it, like. Sure, and and that and then what better avenue, what better format than a podcast, which you, we have the time to go a little bit longer than just our regular, um, you know, update show stuff that we used to do. And I feel like now people have a better understanding of who we are as people, which um, in turn makes them more engaged with us, which is our goal. Mm. And now we provide a better product because now we're not necessarily. Just hiding behind the structure of an eight minute news desk show with no personality Mm -hmm.
0: yeah i think as well like i did because i did um i started this just before christmas and i did an episode with the guy that owns the gym i go to and then I did another episode and then I was kind of talking There was a, a guy I was talking to and I said, you know, he was giving me feedback on it because he'd be kind of really like he hasn't had a TV or a radio in a couple of years. He just listens to podcasts all the time. So um, I was like, you know, what do what you think? And he said, oh, I'll give you honest feedback because there's no point in me just saying it's great if it's not. Like so he was, you know, some of the stuff he said was like when you read it, you're kind of like, oh, man, that yeah, that's a good point. Like that was I should have really done that better. But one of the things that he said was you just do an episode on your own. Uh, of like just explaining why you're doing it and who you are and whatever now i absolutely fucking hated doing it and i didn't listen (laughs) back to it i literally hit stop and then i hit upload straight away but like it's it's probably the episode i got the most feedback on from like lay people who are saying like you know that's exactly the same thoughts i've had or i was exactly the same or i i used to do that too or you know like so i think when you let people see the person behind like what's happening like even i teach so I try and let the kids that I teach, like I tell them about stuff that's just going on in my day to day life. So if I'm doing a competition this weekend or something, I'll tell them about it like with, or having a baby and stuff. I told them about that. Like and I think you kind of, you know, that humanity is so important. That, But it's like it's like you say, it's the authenticity of it because it's like it's a tough one to fake. If you're a dickhead and you're trying to be nice, people will catch yeah. on. And, you know, like if you're pretending you're passionate about something, people will catch on as well, you know.
2: Yep. Especially when you're dealing with something that's as valuable as people's attention nowadays. Yeah. Um, the ability to retain and and, and t- take good care of people's attention is paramount because, you know, there's – because the, the, the two-edged sword of media these days is because it's so easy to do something like a podcast, hmm. there's much of it. So you have to be extremely valuable to people for them to provide their attention to you. So not only, you know, uh, not only do you not want to be white noise – but you have to give them something that they're not going to give anywhere else, and what's more authentically unique than yourself?
0: You yeah, know? like w- one of, one of the things I was going to say to you. I mean, I guess first of all, happy birthday for the podcast. You're you're a year yeah. old in a few Thanks. days, like that's yes. brilliant. Yes. Uh, and I mean, absolutely smash it out of the park. I mean, even by your own uh, admission, the other day you were saying like, oh, we we're hoping for maybe a, like you know, million by the end of the first year, and like you absolutely destroyed it, like so. I suppose surpassing your own expectations and the downloads and the listens and stuff, especially, like you say, with the amount of choice. Like it's a click of a button and you're on to something different. Or, you know, if you don't grab them in the first 10 minutes, or you, you might not get them back. Like, you must be super proud.
1: Yeah, I think that we got a little lucky, too, in that we had already, Tommy and I had already kind of established ourselves as presence in, the, uh, in that space. Yeah. And when everything went down, with uh, the whole media team getting fired and the whole landscape changing, You know, people were looking for information, and yeah, there was a void, I guess. Right, and we had an advantage that people kind of already knew us. Yeah. So we decided to kind of do this. You know, honestly, it was after everything went down, and I don't, I don't want to speak for Tommy, but I remember after I walked out of that place, I'm thinking, I do, I even want to be involved in this anymore. I mean, I was just really discouraged from everything that, that happened and everything that was going
0: on. That was something I, was, I actually I, I was going to ask. My wife actually suggested that question, like because if you if you're like so involved in CrossFit and then when the redundancies came and like like you spoke about it on your first episode, you were very honest about it, like talking about how hard it was and like you know escorting your brother out and you know like watching each other kind of fall like dominoes, knowing that you're going to be pushed soon, like as soon as you finish the project you were working on. Like, was there like I guess a morning process, or was there like a you know, like how I don't know how I'd react, but I imagine it's hard not to go scorched earth on your first like yeah, podcast first, episode, not to be like, you know, fuck those guys. Like, in
1: fact, we recorded two first episodes and we ended up using the second one because the first
0: one was
1: eventing a little more yeah. scorched earth than we wanted it to be. And yeah. we, you know, there, there was absolutely a morning process. I mean, I was like, do I even want to do this anymore? Because for me, it was just. It was the feeling of watching something that you built up, that you worked really hard to build and you were very proud of to get where it was. And we were, you know, I tell people, we were on the launching pad yeah. of getting even bigger the following season. And to watch that just get torn down in front of you and then you get kicked out the door
0: yeah.
1: uh, was hard. And I, I just didn't know if I wanted to do be involved in that anymore because I didn't want to be bitter about covering something that, you know, I knew what it could have been. And now we've been taking, you know, 10 steps back. Mm. And we, I think we just needed to, I did, had to take some time away. I did a couple other things. And then when that was over and then when we started talking about, okay, well, what do we do now? We really started the podcast just to, A, I think, have something to do. Yeah. So we B, to stay in the space because there was a lot still going on at that time uh, that had to do with the media potential media coverage of the season and how that might be presented. And we wanted to kind of stay relevant so that if that took off, that we would be part of it. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that, you know, that all fell through. And then we just said, well, look, we don't, I really have no other marketable skills. So let's let's just do this podcast.
2: Yeah. And, and, and I've spoken about it at length that there was a, there was a little bit of a time period between when, when my final day was and when Sean's final day was. And so, uh, I think it was a kind of a, uh, a blessing and a curse depending on what I wanted to, wanted to do with it because it really forced – I had nothing to do on my hands because the people that I wanted to continue to work with were still mm. working at CrossFit and still under obligation. So um, I was just kind of in this, I don't know, purgatory or this kind of in-between. Uh, and it forced me to like take a look at what I really wanted to accomplish with A, my involvement in the fitness – health and fitness industry – with CrossFit specifically, and um, you know, in what avenue did I want to continue helping people? Because that's ultimately that has always been my kind of guiding ethos um, from my time in the mental health industry to now. And um, I what I, I kind of came to this funny conclusion. It, I felt very much like um, you get a, you get a new dog or a new pet. You go to the you know because we're we adopt we don't shop. you yes. know we, we go to the, we go to the pound and get a new dog. And the dog's not familiar with you, and you maybe you go try and pet it too soon and you get bit or right. it snaps at you and it hurts at first. And your your initial instinct is like, uh-uh, screw this. I got I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, but then if you take a split second, yeah, you, you you lick your wounds for a split second, and then you decide to come at it a different a different way, and then eventually that you know, you get through that kind of coarse uh, outer ring, which is for us, for me, what that kind of cooling off period was. And eventually I was able to go back in, not get snapped at, and kind of coax this quote unquote dog, and eventually something beautiful like companionship and all these other things that you would get is on waiting on the other side. And that's what this whole process, especially the podcast was for me. You know, like we got fired, it was like getting bit. Um, I wanted to pull back, and you weren't sure if you wanted to go back in. Um, And then over time you realize, maybe if we come at it a different way, um, we try something new like the podcast, we eventually, you know, get on get on the inside, and we get something really, really cool on the other, uh, you know, a year later, and it's more than we could have ever imagined, and it's been uh, it's been a huge blessing for both of us, and I mean, we're stoked because it doesn't just afford us opportunities to go cover the sport, but like we wouldn't be here right now, yeah, talking yeah. with you, this is the fun which, which is awesome yeah. to us. Um, it, it affords us lines of communication
0: outward as well
1: and i think for me just and i don't know about you tommy but i didn't like i didn't want to go out like
0: that yeah yeah
1: it came down to the thing it's like no i don't want it to end like this yeah like when
0: it's it's taken away from you it's different than if you lose yourself or if you know like when it's when the rug is pulled out like it 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 was really when i was here listening to you the first episode like i kind of didn't realize how i suppose dripped that the redundancies were i kind of assumed it was like all right, you guys are all finished. I didn't realize it was like, okay, you guys are finished, but you guys are still here, but now you guys are actually finished, but you yeah. guys are still, you know, it was like, it was kind of like, I suppose Thanos snapping his fingers over and over again, just really delayed each time. Like, right. it, like it's it's tough. Like, But I guess, like, it, maybe it stood to you that you were both, obviously you're going to be bitter about it or you're going to be upset about it, you know, initially, but I guess maybe it stood to you both that Tommy had a chance to you know, kind of deal with it and think about it and compartmentalize it and sort it out in his own head before Sean finished. Because, I mean, if he both left at the same time and we were both bitter at the same time, it could be a case of maybe Sean's voice of saying, you know, fuck this, like, might have been the louder voice, like, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that, too, we've been talking about doing this and it was just like,
1: you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just do it and see what happens. We had no idea what we were doing. We had no idea what we needed. We scrounged together some equipment. We're like, let's just get this thing going because I knew that I had to, if I didn't force myself to do it, if I didn't give my, myself the kick in the butt, like it was just gonna, we were gonna wait too long, and it, we weren't gonna be able to get this thing going in time.
0: Yeah, yeah, like I, I was the same with this one, like where I, I knew if I didn't say it out loud, I wouldn't start the podcast. Right. Like so, I like I just picked. One of my friends I just said, like, oh, I'm gonna start a podcast. And then I was kinda of like, "What well, if I don't start it now, I'm gonna look like a fucking idiot. So I better do it, like so <laughs> Yeah, you <laughs> gotta put it on to the world. Yeah. Um I guess as well, it's a testament to you too as, as people like that the impression that you've made, like you say, you kinda of had I guess a bit of a carryover audience from you know, people that would have known you and stuff from watching the the reviews and all that kind of stuff. Um and I guess the fact that you've gotten so many people on for uh fitness with friends as well like shows that you're obviously two really nice guys like that you know people people came with you and followed you and are are very I suppose given with their time like so um i guess are you ever worried When you're doing a podcast, I know you re-recorded, say, the first episode there, but are you ever worried when you record a podcast where you're like, oh shit, what if that person gets offended by me questioning their attitude or by me, you know, what what if I piss that person off by asking that question? Like, do you ever, because it's your own thing, I guess when you were working for HQ, there was other people saying, no, no, you can't say that, like, you know, maybe don't ask that question or whatever because you would, you know, other things to think about, but when it's your own show, is there an extra sense of that, of like, we, what if we want this person back? We don't want to piss them off, or...
1: I think that we live by the guideline of, it's performance, not people. Yeah. So we will never, uh, on our, any of our platforms, criticize somebody personally, or yeah. attack someone's character. Performance, though, is all fair game. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, as it is with with athletics, if you you know if if an athlete goes out and has a bad event, we will absolutely say that. Yeah. Um. You know, we've been critical of athletes, but it's all performance. I I I don't think that I've ever met like there's not one athlete I can think of off the top of my head who I would want to criticize personally, openly. I think they're all great people. Yeah. But I, that they have the understanding that we're going to keep it fair. We're going to talk about your performance. We're going to talk about the sport aspect of it. And, you know, if you want to come on and you want to talk about that, you're more than welcome to. We will never attack people personally. And believe me, there are times where, you know, dealing with not athletes, but other people that I have wanted to say stuff. And I, you know, but you don't, that's not the, that's not the way you go about it. That's
0: not the way you be a professional. Well, that's the way and, you go about and, it the first time, and then you re-record episode one and you change it. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. <laughs> right, um, but yeah, well, I, I think that as long as is the athletes know that you're being, you know, if you're talking about their performance and not their not their personal attributes, that they're going to be okay with that. And as long as you're, you know, open and honest about that, I think they they respect that.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's it's also like we're we're still all a part of this same CrossFit community, right? It's not like It's the CrossFit community athletes, which is separate from the CrossFit community, the general people versus the CrossFit community media. You know, we all we all live this lifestyle. We all train at affiliates. We all we all do the same type of things that uh, that would kind of bring us together under this CrossFit umbrella in the first place. So it's not like we're we're on this island as media where we just want to just start blasting people Mm -hmm. and then protect Mm -hmm. ourselves and stand behind the shield. It's like, no, it's like, well there is some relationship management that goes into this process, right? Like, yeah. you, you know, if you, if you come in with the understanding, like Sean just so, so eloquently said about, you know, it's performance, not people. But then on the other side of that, when, when the media is off, they understand that we're able to make that adjustment. So like, when I'm talking with you in the gym, it's people, not performance, right? Yeah. There's a personal relationship in aspect, and then there's also a professional relationship that we can we know how to manage accordingly. Yeah. Um, when we go on an interview, when we go on, we're doing something for the media, we're able to um, distinguish between the two. And then when we're just kind of sitting around the gym, we can you know have a conversation as people about coffee or about training or about life and family and all of those things. And being able to um, appropriately water both of those plants is is huge. And I we're i don't know I, I, we're very fortunate we've been in we've gotten an opportunity to uh cultivate both sides of that mm. uh and you know hopefully we get to continue to do that
0: and speaking of that any is there any big plans for 2020 or are you just going to keep doing what you're doing and keep building
1: uh, we're looking to add some stuff uh we've been messing with the idea and and this is moving forward of trying to add a youtube component to what we're doing mm. um, that is, we actually have a meeting about that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're hoping to get that going relatively soon. It's just, we are trying to piecemeal all together all the equipment and figure out exactly how we do it. Tommy and I are not the most technically savvy Would people. Would that out. be
0: re- recording like the, say, when you record your podcast, also doing a video of the same podcast or something totally yeah. separate? So,
1: yeah. I think that's what we're looking to start okay. with. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: we I'm a big believer in sort of start small and build up. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you can do it first before you do it Yeah a crap job of it and, you know, mm-hmm. put it out there. So, uh, we're going to slow walk this thing. Uh, we have that. We're, we have, uh, we're trying to do more content for our, our, patrons on Patreon. Uh, we have that numbers game segment that we just started with yeah. Brian. It's amazing with stats and numbers and he has a lot of cool stuff to talk about. Uh, probably do some more interview segments, uh, for our patrons as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think video is kind of where we're going to tread into next.
2: Yeah. yeah it's a it just opens up a ton of possibilities if we can do it well um, on top of like I think we have to be cognizant of the ways that people digest media and I think the two biggest ways that people digest currently um, are through podcasts and then through YouTube hmm. um, I, th- I think very much of this uh, the generation now revolves around YouTube tutorials and and clips and I think we'd be we'd be silly if we wouldn't wouldn't want to put some sort of video component to our podcast, um, right. put some sort of visual component to it where they're before that they weren't getting before. And then continue to build off that if possible, um, if the, you know, the, the time and um, the chips fall where we want. So I think um, I, I think we both enjoyed doing the video component when we were at HQ. Hmm. Definitely a fun, slightly different beast when you add that to it as well um and so it'd be be a cool just little extra thing that we want to be able to provide that of value to our listeners and our fans and people that support us
0: Uh, yeah like i guess have you found that like i know i found this that where you know i i I get really nervous before all the interviews like even if i'm doing say like the first one with joe the guy that owns my gym i was shitting a brick like because you know you you just don't want to sound like a hit and then is <laughs> like is, it was kind of i suppose a little bit easier with him because i knew him and then the second one was with like who someone that i knew but had no idea who i was was a relative stranger i suppose and then say with you guys like every time i still get like an hour where i'm like oh shit it's like you know before going on to a competition or something so i suppose when i recorded the episode with joe and it came out well i was like i had a kind of a I suppose was a period of time where I was like, that was actually really good. Like, you know, that's 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 going to sound great. And got a couple of messages about it saying it was good or whatever. And then I was like, oh, that's really good. And I was like, wait a minute. The next one has to be at least that good then, or else it'll be worse than the last one. <laughs> like, do you get that where you might get a really good episode on the bank? And then you're like, oh, that's really good. Like, and patting each other on the back. And then suddenly think like, wait a minute, what are we going to do next week?
1: Yeah, I, get, yeah we, I think we get that a lot. Yeah, Because there are times um, where there's just not a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and I think when that happens, don't try to make a bigger deal out of stuff than needs <laughs> to be made when there's not a lot going on. Yeah. Say that. Yeah. Um, where you get into trouble is where you try to take a smaller issue or try to take a time where there's really not a lot that's happening and you try to make it seem bigger than, mm-hmm. than it is. Yeah. Um, you're not always going to have exciting stuff, ex- you know, exciting competitions uh, to talk about. And when that happens, you know, that's when we talk about Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and,
2: and and like to touch on the other point too. Like I still I still definitely get nervous oh, yeah. for like big shows and stuff like that. Um, I think more so now I'm I'm very comfortable with interviewing people, things like that. But like especially when we go on live broadcasts and we're getting like amped up, it's it'd be impossible. I'd be lying to say if, you know there isn't a little bit of nervous energy for you. But I think over time and with the opportunities we've been afforded, you learn to be able to kind of like control that. Mm-hmm. Challenge yeah. Yeah, channel it in a way that's beneficial now because um, I almost look forward to that little feeling, that little like – I, I liken it to like when I'm about to walk onto the field or on the court playing sports growing up. Like hmm. that, that means A, that I'm taking it seriously, B, that I'm like dialed into the the moment and the experience that I'm about to have and like my edge – I'm keeping my edges sharp and I would be worried if suddenly I didn't have that edge and I was just overly – casual about it yeah and maybe i wouldn't be as as good as i possibly could be it shows um, that you're
0: appreciating it as well i guess that it's not becoming mundane and it's not becoming you yeah. know just another thing like you know it's it's something that you still get joy out of i guess because you know if you're nervous about something and then you do it you're going to feel twice as good if it if it mm-hmm. goes well i like if it goes badly you'll beat the shit out of yourself i suppose <laughs> oh
2: totally and like uh i uh i, I think with regards to like wanting to you know, make sure that we always like maintain a certain level of quality. Like this episode was awesome. We got to make that next one just as awesome. I think there's a a lot of parallels to like sports in that regard, whether it's American football or football as they call it overseas. Like you Mm -hmm. can't go for like the home run, big pass that gets you the goal or a touchdown right away. Right. There are a lot of little ones sometimes that help you set up for that big one. Like Mm -hmm. we, 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 we do it. We came back from the games and we had an awesome time at the games. All a bunch of our episodes, did great and fantastic. But we have to understand that those episodes were made possible by the 15 to 20 smaller episodes that maybe didn't have as much bombshell mm. information, but that created a platform for us, for people to be able to trust what we're going to say when, when those big episodes come down. And that, that's the ebb and flows of sports and media and anything like that. Like we're, Right now, we're, we're ha- we don't have as much content in this like holiday season as we normally do. But we do smaller piecemeal episodes that keep our voice out there keep people uh in touch and in tune with us and then eventually we're going to hit a time where there's a sanctional every single mm. weekend yeah and that sets up all that stuff so um i think it's maybe looking at it a different way that like maybe not that it's not as a not as good of an episode
0: but maybe it just has a different purpose yeah um one of my friends actually is a he's a really good he's a really big fan of the show of the podcast um german is his name but he uh he actually has a t-shirt to prove it as well he got a t-shirt at filthy oh
1: yeah that's awesome thank you
0: um a question he wanted to ask um so you guys have i guess three main sponsors of the podcast so you've got uh whoop and you've got fiore the clothing brand and then you've got working against gravity as well and he was wondering uh like I know that you guys wouldn't take them on as sponsors if you didn't believe in what they were selling or what they were doing. So I know, I know you'd think they're all fantastic. But he was saying that if you, if you had to pick one that you wouldn't want to do without. So he was saying that, you know, Sean, you love the clothes, like you're always raving about, you know, the comfort yeah. and stuff and that wearing my pants pants right now and i've heard you talk a lot about the whoop as well about recovery and you've been comparing your recovery times and your percentages and stuff like that but like obviously not to uh i suppose rate them against each other but if you if there was one that you said like no i I wouldn't be able to do without that thing
1: man i don't know um
0: it's tough it's like because they're so different, I guess it's hard. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's
2: by that's by design, too,
0: yeah. right? Yeah. Like, we pick things in different areas that yeah, we... Yeah, there'd be really no point see. having Apple Watch, Fitbit, and Whoop all, at the, you know.
1: Right. And that- I think... So, I think what's made... What's made these guys such good fits with us... Uh, you know, we, and we were able to go and meet with the guys uh, with from Whoop. They flew us out to Boston. We did an episode with them. Um, and then with Is I think that they, they fit... Philosophically, with what we're trying to do, hmm. and they—they uh, they are not really, you know, they—they're—they're they're not all about. Contr- you know, they don't have, I guess what I'm sorry, they're not like micromanaging. You know, they don't. They say, hey, "Here's what we want you to say," but we want you guys to put your personal spin on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I follow, yeah. With,
1: uh, I don't know if I can answer that question though about like which one. I know like the guys from Whoop have been fantastic. Yeah, because they were, you know, they were one of the first, and they really. Believed, I think, in what we were doing and really mm-hmm. made an effort um, to help us out. So I certainly appreciate appreciate that. You know, Viore signed on for a couple episodes and then apparently liked what they got. So they signed on for a whole year. And that kind of commitment means a mm-hmm. ton to us as well. Uh, we're still talking with Whoop about what we want to do this year. Haven't been able to connect with those guys because they're super busy with everything they have going on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and, it's, it's been cool to work with. You know, I've been in positions where you've worked with sponsors who come in with an agenda. Or and, a script or, yeah who are very much like, this is what we want, you know, this is what we want you to do. And then they start trying to tell you, you know, who they want to have on your show and they try to, you know, exercise some creative control. And luckily we haven't had none of that. And that's, that's one of the things that have made our sponsors so great to work with because they have really allowed us, you know, to do what we want to do. Mm -hmm. Obviously there's messages that they want to get out there, yeah yeah Uh, but they haven't tried to come in and, and, you know, tell us that we have to do things a certain way. And I, I really appreciate that from having lived, you know, worked in a world where that sometimes would happen. Yeah. yeah. And to build off of that, like we've,
2: we've intentionally organized our sponsors so that we wouldn't necessarily have to live without one of them. You know, that's like, uh, we've, we've created this, I guess this, this grouping of people that we welcome onto our show, uh, for in all these different avenues, because like I'm wearing my Viore pants right now, me and Sean both have our whoops on. I literally just finished my check-in with WAG last night, um, you know, no more than 12 hours ago. So it's like these are all things that are physically ingrained into our lives now. So it's like yeah. you don't have to have that conversation, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and all of them have been fantastic. Uh, like I mean, even with the ones that are, we've had, we've had conditional sponsors like O2, uh, O2 Recovery Drink. just yeah, did, they were great. did some stuff with us earlier this month, and we hope to have them back. We've done some work with Leopard Claw, which is like some performance tools, the Mile Pucks mm-hmm. in the past. We've done stuff with like Doc Spartan, which is some home good stuff. Oh, yeah, they're great like some like, uh, they make like uh, like combat ointment and deodorant and all this other different stuff. And like all of those things are things that like I either use regularly right now or a part of my arsenal of whatever I use to get through my daily life and make sure I'm not held together by bubble gum. Yes. And so it's like all things are, are very important to us. And um, for us from the get-go, because I think it's – there's this weird kind of like line you have to tiptoe when we first got started and we weren't really sure if people wanted to sponsor mm-hmm. us and then people started to come down and wanted to, to work with us as well. And it's like, well, Hey, we like, we can't just work with anybody, you know, because we want to, we want to be authentic in the message that we provide to those people. Well, and we've been very, very fortunate that companies that we resonate with and align with want to work with us.
0: Yeah. I got uh, I got a free bag of coffee. So that's my sponsorship. <laughs> All right, yeah. hey, yeah, nice. Got to start somewhere. <laughs> so when you get your meeting with Whoop, you can just drop, you can just send them a link to this episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose with your with your own training, then, um, like, do you guys follow like whatever's going on in the box? Do you? I know. I think Tommy, you are doing you are training for an Ironman right now. Is that it?
2: Um, I was training for an ultra marathon, and um, I am kind of like in between cycles for that.
0: Yeah. Um, I still can't believe
2: you're going to do that. <laughs> so I, I, my goal is to, is to run either a 50 miler or hundred K oh. within, within the calendar year. Um, so I'm getting ready to do one of those. Um, I'm kind of in between now because I'm on the road. Um, when I'm, when I'm here in Santa Cruz, I train an affiliate CrossFit West. Um, that's and fantastic. You just, do you just follow the box program or I do the box programming? They do, they do a, they're a little bit more strength bias. Um, which fits well for me because that's typically what I'm lacking comparatively. Like I've got good lungs and I run a lot, um, and I do other things like jujitsu and kickboxing that that work the cardiovascular systems.
0: Um, what made you want well, to do the ultramarathon? Um yeah, you, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to do did something? You just that bang cool? your head or uh, <laughs> curiosity um, about think, your own body—is it or the capabilities or um, both?
2: Um, I think gen- I think what has always made me. I don't want to say a good athlete, but a decent athlete is my curiosity and willingness to to pour myself into something. Hmm. Uh, I I tried a lot of sports growing up, and I'm like if I see something like, you know, I I, growing up I played soccer, I played soccer, I played American football, I played basketball, I wrestled, I played baseball. Um, I got to college, I saw lacrosse was was curious about that, went and played lacrosse. I started skateboarding, snowboarding, all these other things. I see, I'm like that looks cool. So I wonder you, if I can... so, you, so you watched Forrest Gump, saw him running, and thought that looks cool. <laughs> pretty much, I, you know, I, you know, I, when I when I hit the edge of the country, I just turned around and started running back. Uh, I just felt like so, a run. Yeah, and, and so like it, it was one of those things. Like I'm always curious about like what I'm physically capable. Of. I'm very fortunate that I've been in that I have good health and I have a, a body that generally holds up pretty well, and that I've been able to pursue a ton of athletics. So one time, one. of Someone asked me, like, "Hey, would you ever be interested in running an ultra?" Well, I have friends that run ultras, and a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, you should sign up for one of these things." And I'm like, "Huh? I wonder if I could do that. I wonder what that would be like. Um, it may not be what my my life's not pleasant. Too. That's yes. what it's gonna be like. <laughs> but like, I, I, and I love challenge too. I love I love I love like push testing those limits and seeing what's possible. Yeah. Like, why else would I want to go? Like, you know, I, in a three month span, I took I signed up for an ultra. I did my first national jiu-jitsu tournament and then i had my first kickboxing fight so it's like i got punched in the face i had people trying to <laughs> punch me in the face choke me out and then hills that were trying to kill me so it's like you know why it's just genuine curiosity i guess yeah, and I, yeah. it's hard to explain but you know it's it's something i think that's kind of innate
0: yeah i think you can either you're either that type of person that can go dark or you're you're not like you're happy like i can't i wouldn't be able to go dark dark like i wouldn't be able to do that i wouldn't be able to do the ultra i wouldn't be i wouldn't be able to give someone permission to hit me in the face like but <laughs> i can go in i can go on the assault bike i can you know i can go dark in that kind of way but like yeah. something something long and lonely where it's just you and your the voice in your head i like i admire that capability that you have because i i know if i got two miles into that 100 miles i'd be like oh, man, i might just sit down for a while <laughs> yeah i'm pretty introspective so i think
2: uh running uh i I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've always been a good runner. Hmm. This is one, I think it's from playing outside a ton as a kid. But like running is a it feels like therapy to me when I'm out there by myself. So I'm out there just kind of like thinking about stuff. And it's like everyone has their like good thinking time, like whether you're on the pot or whether you're <laughs> like, you know, like making cooking dinner. And it's like your time to think to yourself. Yeah. Running's always a good avenue for that. So I've tried to cultivate that as much as possible. But
0: you're going to have plenty of time to think when you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, what, what about you, Sean, and what do you follow? Or
1: Kind of dabbling in, in some stuff. Um, I had to have a sort of serious conversation with myself a couple months back. I really messed up my elbow, and it's still kind of screwed up. I'm just kind of dealing with it. And I was sort of just – I was training just to kind of be better at CrossFit. And then I, I just said, why am I doing this? Like, well, I'm not competing. I'm not – like, I don't need that. Um, and so I, I kind of looked at some different stuff. Uh, I really lo- – I, I love what David Lipson's doing with the Thunderbro thing. I tried some of that. Um, you know, I was uh, I talked to Matt Chan. He turned me on to his uh, his to train for the wind thrive program. So I've been I've been doing that. I do some uh, Bill Grunler stuff. Um, but for me, the focus is really just more now. I just want to be healthy for life. Yeah, uh, I've I've really rediscovered how much I love playing hockey. And it used to be like I would work out all week and then I'd have a game like on Friday night and then I would I'd wake up Saturday just smashed wrecked. Like I was so I, you know, hurting yeah. to where I, I got the track start when you get out of bed and you just everything was stiff. And now like I can, the way I'm training, I think I've backed off a little bit. I'm certainly doing more like accessory work more strength work, things like that, which I, I really enjoy. Mm. Uh, but I'm, I'm back to where, you know, I can play a game and I'm, yeah, I'm tired the next morning, but I'm not wrecked.
0: Yeah, like, uh, I I guess something you said there, I was kind of thinking, when you're at the games and at sanctionals and stuff like that, like if you're if you're training CrossFit in your spare time, like it must be hard not to watch someone doing something and just think like, what's the fucking point in me doing, doing whatever I'm doing in the gym when this is what's going on? Like this is the level, like
1: right? I mean, it's like why do I need to worry about how much I snatch? <laughs> I mean, really, like, as long as I can move well and I, I feel good and I think, you know, I try and look good and, and enjoy my life. Like right now, that's what's important to me. Yeah. Uh, and, and believe me, like I it's hard for me because I'm competitive, especially with myself. So I want to say like, you know, Tommy was saying, that looks cool. I want to see if I can do it. Mm. I want to see if I can snatch a certain amount of weight. But now it's more I just want to make sure I'm, I feel good, that I, I am healthy enough to do the things that I want to do in life. And, uh, so my, my focus certainly has has changed. and I just trained in my garage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I've really, I've started to for a while, I was just not liking training cause I felt like I was beat, really just beating myself up for no point.
0: have, um, you, have not, you always trained in your, in your home?
1: Um, no, well, no, it was either at work, um, or at home. Um, and I hadn't, I haven't belonged to an affiliate for probably about five years.
0: Yeah, I, um, I really struggle to train on my own. Like, if there's no one else there, I struggle to – I definitely need that external push, like, you know, that, like, watching someone else putting on a weight. Like, I wouldn't be chasing other people, but I'd be like, oh, well, if he's doing an extra – maybe I should be doing an extra five if he's doing an extra ten, you know, that kind of way.
1: Yeah. I do miss that a li- sometimes, and, and when I drop into gyms and work out in a class, it is a lot of fun. But, yeah, I, I just am someone who – I like to go out and put on my a podcast or my music and do my thing and hang out with my dogs and yeah, get a good workout in, and I'm, I'm done. For for me, the
2: the training at an affiliate makes me do two things that I don't typically want to do by myself, and that's warm up and cool down. <laughs> um, and that's and so I, I for me personally, I, I neglect those when when I'm not in those situations because you know usually if I'm I'm either on the road or something like that and time is scarce. So, um, but we are I mean we we have a pretty sweet situation right now just from a general population perspective in terms of training like. Like all the programs that Sean listed off are fantastic. We have more free resources at our fingertips now mm. to healthy individuals than ever before. Like when I'm on the road, I do a ton of CrossFit linchpin training. Yeah. Um we're very fortunate that you know Pat's a friend and and colleague of ours and um, you know, it's he makes a program that's very accessible to the general population as well. So it's like whether I want to if I if I only have access to a like, you know, a normal globo gym, I can do a Thunderbro workout that's, you know, works on a bunch of the connective stuff and maybe make me look a little bit more swole. Or if I have I'm at a CrossFit gym, but I only have a little bit of time. I can go knock out a linchpin workout, you know, that you warm up, work out, and get out. Yeah. Um, and all of those resources at our fingertips that weren't available, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, so it's it's uh, it's pretty cool that at the very least we have those options.
0: Okay, uh, so I'm going to pause it there, and we'll pick up from there in two weeks' time. I wasn't going to put that in at the end of the episode, but then I realized it would sound just a bit weird if it just stopped. Um, so in two weeks' time, uh, the lads keep chatting all things fitness, all things sport, um, all things CrossFit, and where they see the sport going, and the different sanctions and stuff like that. Um, and Sean also has a re really great chat about his experience of IVF. Um, they're expecting their first child and they um conceived it through ivf so he was really forthcoming with chatting about that um and tommy chats about uh, his impending marriage that may sound a bit negative his upcoming marriage there we go um yeah so uh send on a bit of feedback if you enjoyed the episode if you didn't maybe keep it to yourself um and tim Paulson next week can't wait thanks for listening